Dan, before we begin today, I just want to thank you for sitting down with my personal interview where I play both sides, where I dismantle the Rus- uh, the British oligarchy and at the same time uh, offend the proletariat. Thank you for being a witness course, for this, yes. Dan. Um, of course, today's anime was not a mistake, but our anime is actually going to take us to the UK today. So that Meghan Markle interview was quite timely. Oh, that, yeah, that Oprah meme is just, <laughs> just right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> so we couldn't get more any more apropos than that. Uh, anime was not a mistake. Jonathan Kwiatkowski here, as always, with Dan Ryan. Yep, center um, of controversy, as yes, always. <laughs> yes, uh, Did Dan marry into the royal family? <laughs> and is Jonathan upset about it? Yes. That baby's going to wear what size spectacles? <laughs> so in this scenario, is, is Piers Morgan obsessed about me? No, or? it's me and both. You're just okay, an innocent... Okay. <laughs> it's, you're an innocent bystander. Or am I just Harry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be Harry in this scenario. <laughs> okay. I made Harry race the chickens with me. Yes, yes. We want to... Well, I can play both sides of that. I don't want to talk about the British Empire, but, but it's like, we I want a private moment, so I'm going to ask Oprah to interview me. Well, we don't need the crown on us. No. <laughs> we have enough problems, no. we don't need the crown. No, so. and this isn't that kind of podcast, but we can see both sides. Once again, we're going to play Switzerland in this scenario and just stay neutral. <laughs> Well, it certainly spilled over into other like channels. It's, it's like, it, you know, I mean, I know that a lot of stuff with the Royals does have mm. the tendency to overlap into many other forms of media, but this is the first big, like, Twitter one that I can remember. And, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's layers to it. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, you know, the exposing some, some racism. There's, mm-hmm. there's Piers Morgan's weird, oh. he was like, you know, his married incel, like, you know, thing about yeah. it where he, he asked her to get coffee, lol, over Twitter, and then she, like, didn't, because he's a married man who's, like, her father's age, mm-hmm. and, and he obsessed about it for yeah. five years. Sounds like him. He's always been a piece of shit. And then he and then he stormed out of yeah. uh, Good Morning I'm sorry. Britain. I'm sorry, I can't do this. No, no. <laughs> How childlike. What the fuck is going on over there on that side of the pond? <laughs> well, we do, we have the paparazzi here and it's a different story, but the British, they know how to twist the knife, baby, when it yeah. comes to their, you know, intrigue and celebrities. They do. It's, it's yeah, no, it's, mm. it's tea on another level over there, so. It's scalding hot. <sighs> mm. But like I said, appropriate anime episode because we'll be diving into a steampunk version of the British royals today, uh, which Dan will love. But before we get there... And to one of my favorite animes of all time, do we have anything to talk about this week? Anything in our lives, anime adjacent? I've only got two things on the docket. One good, one bad. Um, I also have one good, one bad. Hmm. Um, I'll go for the good first. Ah, good. Um, I've been continuing watching through Demon Slayer. Mm. One of the best anime series that I have watched, to my own personal taste, mm. in in recent memory. I think inevitably we are going to showcase. Oh, it's it getting on tons this. of hype, and I haven't seen a single ep yet. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's. I think. I mean, obviously, uh, and you'll have to forgive me because time has no meaning anymore. Yes. But I believe in either late 2019 or 2020, it was it was like the anime. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then the the Mugen Train yes. movie has remained like Japan's top box office earner mm-hmm. uh, until for, Avatar this week. <laughs> well, that was in China. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, so Disney was able to pass the baton to itself mm-hmm. because they own that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but by itself, Mugen Train has I I think. If you scaled it a certain way, it, it's become like one of the top grossing movies of all time because it's it's just it it's been a box office juggernaut. But We'd love to see it. The 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 anime itself, I'm watching it, it is one of the most consistent, like just solid series that I have seen in a while. Good. The the animation is beautiful, the, the the characters are well done. It gets darker than most other series, like but it that. like it it you know doesn't necessarily lose like optimism Mm. it's just uh you know it takes a very realistic approach to you know how hard one would have to work and how one like a normal person would Mm. adapt into this supernatural you know extra Mm -hmm. uh you know extra natural thing that's going on Mm. so it's i think inevitably you know i'm going to bring that to showcase on this podcast because it is uh, the seasons, I believe, are short enough to do that, similar to what we did with Kill the Kill. Cool. Um, so that's inevitable. But I wanna, I wanna, you know, give it a, a clean run through first. And uh, then, I'm excited you know, for that. Um, mine similarly anime based. Uh, there's a few that I'm, I recently purchased due to uh, Grandpa Joe's second stimmy coming towards us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, put some things away in the vault that I'm excited to get to. Um, of course, Bravely Default 2 is there. They've introduced a card game. I'm still slow going. I've actually put Bravely Default 2 to the side for a moment to focus on Persona 5 Strikers, mm-hmm. which I cannot sing its praises enough. Initially going in, I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to spin. It's going to be a spin-off Dynasty warriors S game, but the mechanics are way better. Um, it's way more Persona 5 centralized on, like, the controls and, like, the battle scheme. It's very mm. quick and snack-like. The story and the characters, it feels like, especially coming from a place in quarantine, that I'm actually going on a vacation with some friends after mm-hmm. not, you know, me, I haven't gifted myself a vacation in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I didn't leave these four <laughs> that, walls. That picture of Paris yeah, on the... <laughs> it, it, if you look closely, that's not me, Dad. <laughs> and it's like a Victorian woman from, like, 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is just getting constructed in the background. <laughs> I never saw it before, but uh, it feels like a home-style trip with these people, and they're doing the characters justice. They're adding these new fun characters that I don't want to spoil because Dan still has to play Royal sometimes in his dotage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's probably the best sequel to a game that I've ever played. It it adds mm-hmm. something new, fresh, and this story isn't boring. I would say I'm about halfway through. It is not as long as Persona 5 Royal, which took 170 hours to fully complete yes and um but it flows like butter and it feels good it's a lot more relaxed and that makes me happy good yeah good. very good yep so that's the good news i have shall we go on to the bad uh sure uh well my uh bad news was as i was uh, uh live uh, tweeting you last yes. night uh, uh um well live this messaging yeah. messaging uh mm. i watched Another Digimon Try movie, mm. um, and as I've chronicled over the course of this podcast, I watched the first one probably when I was in college. Mm. I think it, I think it started or came out like that year or the year after I graduated college. So mm. yeah, no, a year after, and then I didn't watch the second one until last year, and I never resumed to the point where I had to go and do some wiki checks to Uh-oh. see where I was because mm-hmm. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I resumed with the third movie, Confession, 
and <laughs> it, it was kind of bad. Um, Dan sent me a still of Gabumon just staring to the void. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of like one of the crowning moments uh, where uh, Matt is is playing the harmonica. Mm. Uh, Gabumon asks him to play classical gas, and he is uh, Gabumon staring into the the distance. Have you know? Because at that point, the Digimon partners are having like an existential crisis for that stretch of the movie. Um, so yeah, you're just sitting there, and there's like a very detailed anime man playing a harmonica, mm. and then Gabumon, being a short little digital monster <laughs> with his like fur cloak on, is just standing there, like pondering his own existence. Mm. Uh, but the real crux of it was uh, spoilers for anyone in my position, who is just now mm. sitting through these movies. Uh, one of the main cruxes of the plot is uh, this viral Digimon called uh, Maikumon. Mm. Um, and Maikumon is causing this glitch-like virus to spread amongst, you know, Digimon uh, that causes them to attack and kind of come back into the real world, mm. which is... Because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Try is resuming the story um, between Adventure 1 and Adventure 02. Mm. Um, or, well, no, ac after, actually, no. Yeah. Yeah, after yeah. 02, my, my mistake. Because the, the 02 kids are there, but yeah. they're in a coma for this stretch. <sighs> um, so they, uh, you know, she... she as she's moving around, this virus is, is affecting other Digimon, mm -hmm. um, and there is a big risk introduced in the previous movie that, that the, the main Digidestion's, like, partner Digimon will get infected. Uh, and the first one to get that infection is Patamon. Mm -hmm. and Precious potato. <laughs> yes. And, and as per the risk with a lot of anime series, especially Digimon, um, you have very goofy characters with the same cutesy voices they've always had mm. uh, going into dialogue and story arcs that you're not, you know, that yeah. are a little bit surprising. A so, Shakespearean drama turn. <laughs> and so I was, you know, so Patamon, you know, gets infected and it's aware that it's infected. Um, and, and this virus, usually when it completely takes over the Digimon, they will kind of go into this psychotic, violent, episode where they Rage. will lose mm -hmm. semblance of their personalities uh so patamon in patamon's voice is like hey dk if i start rampaging you gotta take me out <laughs> and i'm like holy shit <laughs> like huh, okay go like, to head like uh, and then and then it's well it says that twice it says mm -hmm. it to tk first and mm -hmm. then it then it says it to the other digimon like promise me guys if you'll I kill start me. losing it, you'll be the ones to kill me. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know about this franchise. Sometimes, <laughs> like, then, <laughs> and you know, and it it kind of like the the try movies I know have have been like a point of um, contention, mm -hmm. and I couldn't really figure out why. Just in my naivete, just having watched like the first and second one, um, but there is definitely a pattern. There's like. They're they're feature length long movies. They're a lot of talking. They're they're a lot of of character drama that doesn't lead to places usually. Mm. Um, that is very very heavy. And then you get like five minutes of Digimon action. Usually, mm. like whichever whichever pair was 
receiving the spotlight that movie will finally get to go ultimate and then mm. mega like that's been yeah. the recurring yeah, thing yeah. um by the end of each film and, and you know it, it i think that pattern stays that way throughout the entire thing and there's that's not to say that there's not like cool little moments especially if you if you enjoy the franchise mm-hmm. like there's uh like when i finished this third movie i started watching the the fourth one, which is literally titled Lost.jpg, and I, uh, you know... With those Evangelion names. <laughs> like, like you see the, the Dark Masters, like Piedmon mm-hmm. and, and Machine Dramon mm-hmm. have a role, and it, it actually, like, goes back and explains some of, I guess, the lore for those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting from that standpoint, but it's like... Like, I started it, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm done for tonight. Like, I, yeah. this is... Dan's gonna, existentially test- texting me Gabumon pictures, so I'm like, uh-oh, Dan's not in a good mental space right now. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll resume that and keep <laughs> providing updates, but it's like, uh, you know, because I'm pretty sure that this, this timeline keeps going until Last Evolution Kazuna. How many movies are there in the Tri-Series? Uh, there are six, oh, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, because... Five is coexistence, and then <laughs> six is future. Mm. And then Last Evolution Kazuna wraps everything up. I think the O2 kids are revealed to not be dead at that mm. point. Like, they get... Better. <laughs> no, they get, like, to return, at least. Mm. Um, and then, when that point had been passed, they, uh, they started that most recent reboot, mm. which is... I need to sit down and watch that one, too, mm-hmm. but I think from the sound of it, it's much more freer like they're like every character is allowed mm. to they can get to like ultimate and mega mm. and you know so all like mm. all those old designs we used to see from like the trading cards and everything yeah. like characters besides ty and matt get mm-hmm. to do things like that now mm. and you know so it was probably the best way to go yeah um but yeah mm. i actually forgot that i have one more news piece but i'll let you go okay well first. in springboarding off of things that may have crushed our childhood dreams I was dragged into, not dragged, I I was willingly let into a viewing of Spongebob, Sponge on the Run, Uh uh, on Paramount Plus, um, supposed to come out almost a year ago to the day, um, but now streaming on Paramount Plus. And I have some thoughts. The animation, beautiful, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Looks like Spongebob and Patrick and the gang are all there in this stop motion, claymation sort of... 3D digital animation that is flawless. Yeah. I cannot find a flaw in it. Everything looks beautiful. You could see SpongeBob's pores. You could see every dot on Patrick. His belly button projects. It's wonderful. And for the movie, I would say the movie is hour 20 minutes long. Let's say 70 of those minutes. It's a fine movie. Feels mm-hmm. like, okay, it's a typical SpongeBob fair. Nothing will hold a candle to the original one, though, with, like, you know... There there was a an urgency in the original one that, like... It felt kind of like a drug trip, but in a good way. Yeah. And this feels like that because Keanu Reeves is in it. Uh, Matt Berry voices King Poseidon from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Reggie Watts. Tiffany Haddish is there. They've got these celebs voicing, and Keanu Reeves actually plays a very surprisingly large role for him, Mm -hmm. and it's just his face in, like, a tumbleweed. It's very weird. Danny Trejo shows up for a musical number where he's a zombie ghost. It it starts like, okay, this is typical SpongeBob, but then, Dan, 20 minutes to the end of the movie, Stephen Hillsborough's body's not even cold yet, and what do they turn this movie into but a, a shameless plug for Camp Coral? 
the new SpongeBob show. Ooh. And it goes on for a long time. It's the denouement, as we say in the theater, the, the final action, right? SpongeBob and Patrick are about to be executed. And then Sandy, Squidward, and Mr. Krabs step forward and they go, I remember a time I met SpongeBob at Camp Coral. And they each have a moment where they dedicate five, seven minutes to a Camp Coral flashback that changes the entire canon of Spongebob. And we know that Stephen Hillsborough did not want any Spongebob spinoffs. And now we're getting Camp Coral along with a new Patrick show. Yeah. That's coming. (laughs) Yeah, we got to talk about that, too. And... Uh. (laughs) It just left an awful taste in my mouth. And it goes on. You're like, all right, the movie's over. And then they have the gall. And I don't know if Stephen Hillsborough gave the okay on this. He's still an executive producer on the film. But it, they dedicate it to him. And it's just... Ooh, I don't know if this is a good move, y'all. It... Oh, it just... Dan, I... I did... Matt, I, and Heather watching this... We're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It, it. Oh, it just wasn't good, Dan. It wasn't in good taste. And it, I feel bad because SpongeBob's like, you know, original SpongeBob, flawless. Like back in the day, right? Yeah. Before Nick, it suffered like the Nick thing where it's run on too long and it's a money machine now. Oh. And it's bad because the animation is so quality, but I don't think I'll ever return to this. <laughs> well, I was curious if they were because it's it's animated the same way that Camp Coral is, and I was wondering. Except Camp if Coral's like a little bit cheaper. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But and they get kid actors in this to voice the young characters. Where in Camp Coral, it's like the SpongeBob yeah. crew voicing their younger selves. But it changed the canon on how SpongeBob met Sandy, how she was at Camp Coral, and it's like, oh, Eugene was there as the fry cook, and his future daughter to be Pearl was there too, and it's like. Where does this fit? <laughs> You're ruining it. And I know kids shouldn't care about it. It's just for kids to watch, but it it sucks whenever animation takes a left turn into like, oh, clearly now you're just a marketing material. Like, well, especially considering Hillenberg's yeah. like, you know, and it, and it wasn't just like I don't think even Hillenberg was going at it from like a he doesn't want to do SpongeBob babies because it's like I mean, it is a hack move. Mm-hmm. Um Albeit like a like a, because there's there's plenty of uh, there's a guy on on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, defunct land. Yes, I'm aware. He and he did a whole mini Muppets saga. Yeah. Muppet Baby's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and Muppet Baby that gets a pass. And Muppet Baby's uh, jokes aside, yeah. financially like saved the Muppets for yeah. a little bit. And it's because... referenced in like the source material of like the Muppets Take Manhattan and stuff. Like, yeah. as a whole, it's fine. So it was like it was like a necessary evil, more yeah. or less, because it was the only thing that was keeping like the Muppets afloat for like <laughs> the stretch. You know, when Jim Henson had passed away yeah. and was like, you know. It, it, it remained like profitable um mm. in between the movies but but spongebob i don't think has that excuse no. like it it you know i mean there's that element of it and then a lot of the the humor in spongebob is just like stupid versions of adult situations mm-hmm. like you know spongebob's job and 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 patrick and like like how they all interact is yeah. like like a stupid version of adult life yeah. and that I would assume is what he wanted to maintain. Mm. Um, 
but it's it's sad. It's that's just like yeah. And like I said, he could have given the okay and seen this. I don't know how things work over there, but it just left a bad impression on me. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to be honest with you and the viewers. <laughs> well, and that that and then that Patrick show, which literally mm. just has the same voice cast kind of recycled into Patrick's family. family mm-hmm. Um with like I think Tom Kenny is voicing no, who's voicing the little not, squid girl? I'm There's not like sure. A, it's not me, Dan. I it's not I haven't been called. So. Um <laughs> But you gotta wonder, like like why is it like television is such a confusing machine that it it's, is. it's like yeah. you know, because in the grand scheme of like bizarre cartoon spin-offs, like you remember Planet Sheen? Yes, I do. Like Planet Sheen was, I think a couple years after Jimmy Neutron got canceled, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, okay, we need, for some reason, Nick executives won't greenlight <laughs> more Jimmy Neutron, but if we sneak it in as Planet Sheen, they'll they'll green. And that's it's one of the reasons why television is frustrating, especially animation. Yeah, we're like in a golden it, age, but it, we it, get it, to pick and choose now, Dan, yeah. too. So, oh well, no, yeah. we can pick yeah. and choose, but it's just like the decisions don't. You know, I mean, we're, yeah, we're in a golden age now, yeah. but we're, we're like, there was a stretch of time where, mm. for the life of me, I can't figure out the logic with Dan wasn't watching things. anything. Like, there was, yeah. there was, uh, well, even so, that would have been long after our post-Nick, yeah. you know, well, I mean, phase, I, but. I always had, like, artsy shows. I had my Hannibal, I had my Pushing Daisies, my Betty LaFea. Oh no, I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about Nickelodeon oh, well, specifically. I'm talking yeah. specifically about We had Cora's uh, or Asami's dad's spine getting crushed in that mech. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just it was just weird. like it's like it you know, I know that there's it's like Nickelodeon, the Disney Channel, and Cartoon Network like have these imaginary rules that they play by, mm. and they don't really or they did, and they don't they didn't never really served a purpose. Mm. It's like again, like People want fairly odd parents back. Here's a CGI. Not with Butch Hartman. No, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly not. The but, name turns to ash in my mouth. <laughs> you know, it, it's just bizarre. Like, it's. When you. Again, like, when you think of any reason why a series would need a spin off or a Muppet Babies adaptation mm. or a sequel, it's usually because the main show. Has Isn't failed yeah. or yeah. something, yeah. but like SpongeBob has been printing I, the money. Yeah, like it, mm-hmm. like he's their Mickey Mouse. Like yeah. you know, you don't. He legitimately is in the new Nick movies opening. It's like SpongeBob themed. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, you know. So it's like this is purely. Like I don't. It, it's it, it is like they don't need the money, but mm-hmm. they're like they're trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, haven't you wondered what Patrick's home life is? I mean, is? as much as I have, we don't need an entire show to give us this. Yeah, <laughs> I I just, it's just so, I I don't, I, we could, we could do a whole dissertation on yeah. it, and I know we could, but it, it's yeah. just, it's just, I'm trying to, to pinpoint why it's so bizarre, mm-hmm. because again, like, when, when spinoffs happened on TV, mm-hmm. it's because, like, main actor person doesn't want to do any more mm-hmm. seasons, they have a falling out and quit. Yep. Most of the cast goes with them, but the one guy who has only been typecast into that part mm-hmm. says, Stays. well, I could do a few Or the money's seasons. real good, and they're like, yeah. So, oh, so we'll give, he'll move to <laughs> California or, like, Canada, whatever, whatever place is mm-hmm. funnier, 
And then, you know, and yeah. that's why you do a spinoff, but you can't have a, a contract failure with SpongeBob. No, like, they're not real. You know, so it's <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> I don't know, Dan, I don't know. Like, this is what keeps me up at night. I'm like, who makes these executive decisions and is paid more than I'll ever be paid? If I could just make one stupid decision. Yeah. And it's a shit, because as you yeah. said, I mean, we're living in a, you know, with with original content creators and stuff mm. and, and things that you enjoy, like like Hell of a Boss and uh, yeah. Has Been Hotel. Mm-hmm. Or like, there's, it's not that there's not good animation out there, it's just that the, if you turn on the TV, like, the networks are turning into, like, this, like, Lotus Eater machine yeah. that's just, like... I mean, I don't even know what Cartoon Network is doing at this point. Like, we I stopped I don't, after Steven Universe. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's just... You know, it's bizarre. I legitimately haven't watched live TV in months, years, yeah. aside from RuPaul's Drag Race, but I watched that online, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's just, you know... <laughs> the model is not doing itself any favors. No. Like, it's really not. Like, it's it, it's just... You know, mm. someday, if there's textbooks written about this whole stretch of time, it's going to be like, well, they did everything in their power <laughs> to fail worse. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, mm. eh. Mm. It, it's no... It's more money than we'll ever see. But, yeah. like... Yeesh. Yeah. Well, that's the end of my SpongeBob diatribe. What heart wrenching thing do you have to add? Oh, well, mine's not heart wrenching. Uh. Just mostly because we can't really talk about anything without spoilers. Mm. Um, but people have seen uh, Evangelion 3.0 ah, yes. plus 1.0 final remix, Thrice Upon a Time yeah. slash Shin Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds it sounds pretty amazing. Mm. It sounds like it's it's going to stir controversy, mm. especially like shipping wise. I think is the big thing that. Again, like we can't go into detail because I, I legit, I don't want to spoil that yeah. for anyone who might I haven't, be. Yeah. Um. But it, it has come out. People have like, you know, been going to screenings of it. Uh, Kojima went to a screening of, of it and posted yep, his yep. like thoughts, <laughs> or not his thought, but he posted like the the merch that he got mm. from the premiere. Um, and you know, I mean, it, it sounds it sounds like it. You know, if if these the rebuilds kind of, I I you know, in terms of like authorial intent, I mm-hmm. guess the whole thing with the rebuilds when they started was that it's, it's like a Anno, separate universe, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like Anno like returning to this series with a better state of yeah. mind, and like one of them is like what the fans want, and then this one like he has a different artist artistical artistry intent, whatever I butcher that phrase, but he has a different yeah framing for like each one. Yeah, and then and then he, you know, I think he, he kind of relapsed with some of his stuff mm-hmm. by the time, which is why the third one was was so much darker. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as people have been saying, this last one represents like a a happier ending mm-hmm. for all of the characters involved. Like it's something closer to closure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certainly, I think it's going to get. You know, it's going to stir plenty of arguments. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I'm I'm still very excited to see that when whenever we, mm. whenever we get it mm. in whatever capacity. Mm. Um, I'm excited. We might have a summer. Yeah. You know, of Evangelion. Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, it. Hmm. it uh, yeah. So I mean, that was I. I just because mm. that's been floating around. All so. right. Uh, do we have any tangents before I dive deep? Uh yeah. Uh. 
if you approve, this will not take long. Mm. Um, but uh, I wanted to take today's tangent slot to announce that um, in May, we will finally be doing Star Wars. <laughs> Yay! Um, so, uh, yeah, no, that's that's the appropriate <laughs> reaction. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the appropriate yeah. reaction, um, because I do have a bad feeling. Um, but uh, we were going back and forth on it. I I kind of panicked and briefly. Oh, well, one of us was going back and forth. On well, yeah, one, yeah, no, <laughs> the other uh, one yeah. was silently nodding in the corner. Um, I was going back and forth <laughs> on it uh, because obviously the Star Wars fan base is not good right now. As Britney now. would say, dun 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 dun, dun toxic. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they are kind of uh, consuming themselves at this mm. point like uh, uh, eating its own tail yeah that's yeah no that, no that's perfect that's what i was going to um you know and and no one can pull them from their own ass besides mm. themselves mm-hmm. that's that's what the fan base has that's what any fan base has to do it's a only, snake pit dan it's a snake pit uh, only they can pull themselves out of this this hole that they've yeah. gotten into um you know like like every uh, the main reason I briefly bowed out of it was because there was, like, a, you know, Disney did the the requisite, like, corporate Women's Day thing, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it prompted, it, it prompted, like, a lot of, it, what you would expect, it, yeah. it, it prompted, like, oh, so Speaking yeah. of, did you see Burger King's tweet? I did. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of idiots? <laughs> <laughs> Women belong in the kitchen. Oh, no, that's how we read that. <laughs> read the second tweet. Read the thread. <laughs> That's something I would do drunk on Twitter. <laughs> They'd be like, no, you fools, I was drunk. We're never oh. hiring you for PR. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like your fucking burgers here anyway. <laughs> no, wait, it was a joke. You gotta read the second tweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and, you know, there's, like, any time uh, there's any kind of news thing posted from any official Star Wars account, uh, an onslaught of, of just complaining happens um obviously things with like the mandalorian cast recently and and other made up controversies that fans have suddenly decided to be you know furious about Mm. or a a subset of fans have decided to be Mm. furious about um you know the 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 nazi tweets and the the things like that and all that that garbage Mm -hmm. um But uh, for people who have boycotted the franchise and and walked away from it, they they certainly are there to to show up at every at every possible uh, avenue to express their anger. How about that? You know, and it's it's spilled over into other things like uh, actors getting birthday posts, like uh, High Republic stuff being posted on YouTube, which which sucks for me because I I happen to love the High Republic, as I've said, Mm. and you can't go to any. You know, especially a younger fan couldn't go to any of those videos because the comments are filled with, like, I want Kathleen Kennedy, you know, and it's just, like, you know, so... I briefly considered, like, you know, May especially, May the 4th is going to be... Well, it's going to be more like May the 8th on this podcast, but the week of May the 4th. Yeah, and (laughs) and it's, like, you know, but... And then I, I was thinking, like, I don't want to let that aspect of this <laughs> yeah, like effect you know stop my mm-hmm. enjoyment of yeah. the franchise to an extent like i i i don't uh i i will yeah. have no pretense about the state 
that, no. you know, because yeah. it, it, it's like a, it's a, it's a space wizard franchise yeah. that has been spun into some kind of like mm-hmm. alt-right supply line mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. And that's any, any given franchise can have that sadly mm-hmm. in this day and age, because mm-hmm. that's just how it operates. But like, um, you know, I decided for the sake of, of, of the podcast, I've been writing that check for a long time. I've been saying, oh, we'll do Star Wars with, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also to showcase them to you. Yeah, but you, I've, yeah. Se- I've seen them, but it, it's been years. Yeah. I might've seen them a, a handful of times and I'm talking about the, the remakes, not even the originals. The originals I probably saw like once or twice all the way through. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see them again and return to that franchise. And I think Dan just uh, vouching for Dan. He's a good boy. <laughs> and yeah. He doesn't mean any harm or offense in anything. And he doesn't no. want to side himself with a certain you know communities that yeah. have invested themselves into a franchise that Dan has always been passionate about. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it, and it's just one of those thing, you know, cuz we've talked a lot on this podcast when people like JK Rowling do mm, things when we get and, to our Harry Potter ceremony sometime. And you know, it, it, it's one thing to walk away from something when the voice of the creator mm-hmm. is kind of inextricably linked to the franchise Mm -hmm. but in this case it's just it's just kind of a depressing reality that people have turned star wars discourse into this this like political you know um um, soapboxy sort of thing right you know and and i'm saying this all now so that when we get to those episodes I don't have to to repeat yeah, myself, but it's it, it, it's you know we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to do it in such a way that hopefully will be entertaining to you, yeah. our listeners. Our format's going to be changed. Yeah, That's we're gonna fine. we're gonna we're gonna do it in a tropier section. You know, maybe even you know, because uh, Star Wars. I think if one of those, uh, my interest in Star Wars, my interest in anime mm-hmm. are, are linked in certain ways. <laughs> And there are ways to connect it to keep it entertaining. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we 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 do apologize if we keep breaking for for events and everything. But again, we've been yeah. promising that for a while. Yeah. So it's it's like we're going to do it. And once again, it's our podcast. Yeah. When you get an Oprah interview and you you know bring our names into conversation and we're the butt of everyone's joke, then it'll be a different story. But till then, yeah. Hmm. So it's it's just you know that that's the. I wanted to. I wanted to get that out there. We'll yeah. announce that. We'll. We'll. You know. I. I'm looking forward to it. But you know, we're not doing it because we're not aware of mm-hmm. the shit show that is unfolding on the internet every day. But we hope to do this separate from that. Yes. Uh, you know, because again, <laughs> uh, there's plenty of reasons to. You know, uh, stay far away from it. Yeah. But. Um, but. but you know, kind of like a, like a, the main character of an Edgar Allan Poe story. Mm-hmm. I wander through my house and the Star Wars merchandise, uh, you know. Nevermore. Nevermore. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I cannot hear you. And then, you know, so that it's... That Ewok it, on the Buster Palace nudged upon my chamber door. So it's like, okay, I can't, you know, there's no way for me to disconnect it at this moment. But what we're going to be doing is is going to be... We're going to be coming at it from from movie fans and 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 uh, Star Wars positivity. Virgins. We're not, yep. yeah, we're you know, we're not, we're not oh, uh, Star Wars virgin. <laughs> it would be beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it is, uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that, and and I'm and I'm voicing this now just yeah. to, to to discuss you know the the hesitation that was mm. there, but again, we're we're not uh, we're not in any way unaware of. Yeah, the uh, 
the dark side ass eating serpent that is <laughs> the star wars internet community at this point mm. but you know if you're listening to us and you happen to overlap with any of those fandoms and you know you know that we tend to err on the side of of being positive mm-hmm. uh and if we get negative we tend to do it for larfs yeah. um so yeah we hope that you will enjoy what we have in store mm-hmm. either way so beautifully put Dan. yes yeah Uh, With the tangent concluded, we'll turn to today's topic being one of my favorite anime that surprisingly Dan hasn't seen and I think doesn't know much about. (laughs) Um, This is an anime OVA entitled Read or Die, or simply R.O.D. It's followed by a series that has manga, everything's different, but... We're going to get into the notes, the drawing board, but first, why this anime? Um, I'm a huge fan of the spy intrigue drama. Uh, There's some interesting superpowers involved here. The concept and atmosphere of this one really sticks with me uh, when it comes to anime in general. And it's been a while, but I always remembered loving it and watching it repeatedly as a child high schooler. I think this is where I first found it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think many people have heard of this one. Uh, For Dan, of course, there's steampunk, so (laughs) he'll be intrigued. Uh, There's also books, history, music, and espionage, according to some eager reviewers on Anime News Network. And bibliophiles will also be happy. People who are passionate about literature and historical figures, a la me. I love to read, (laughs) just like Matilda. I do love to read. Um, What are you reading? books <laughs> you chose books i chose looks <laughs> now eat your tv dinner we'll get to matilda someday <laughs> with mara rooney <laughs> the root of many anime yeah, it's oh, matilda so. oh, true that but today the drawing board is bedecked in um blue peter badges which is a british thing mm-hmm. um and it's entitled the drawing board in service to the british library Okay. Long bit rain. Rule Britannia! <laughs> That's what we're going to be saying. Read or Die is an OVA based on the manga slash light novel series of the same name by Hideyuki Korata, who also served as an anime screenwriter for series such as Made in Abyss, one of our faves, Quality. Goblin Slayer, excellent, Excel Saga, Bamboo Blade, Blade, and many more. It was created by Studio Dean in early 2001 and distributed outside of Japan by Manga Entertainment in 2003. The series, directed by Koji Masa, Sunari uh, features the main characters of the original manga, such as Yomiko, Reedman, and Joker. Not that Joker, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not that Joker, but a third Joker. Uh, <laughs> it is a continuation of the Read or Die storyline taking place a few years after the events of the manga. The OVA is comprised of three continuous episodes, all three of which we will be watching today. Okay. Uh, the basic premise, Read or Die, takes place in an alternate history world where the British Empire has remained a major world superpower. The Empire's continued existence is guaranteed by the British Library, Daie Toshukan, uh, an eternal external intelligence intelligence agency working within the actual British Library. Its special operations division, the British Secret Intelligence Service, more widely known as MI6, is also often mentioned despite Karata's editors erroneously telling him it no longer existed. That's who employs James Bond. Yes. (laughs) Money penny. The series follows Yomiko Reedman, also known as The Paper, a superhuman agent of the library's special operations possessing a double O certification that denotes a license to kill, as in the James Bond series, although she rarely invokes it. (laughs) 
In both the novels and manga, her adventures alternate between doing missions for the British Library and helping young novelist uh, Nene uh, Sumerigawa. Sumerigawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the novels, manga, and animated versions of the stories have divergent plot lines, while characteri- characterizations are usually consistent even when the storylines are not. Some characters have different origins and different versions of the stories or do not appear at all. A bit of a pick your own poison, but I remember enjoying both the OVA and anime very much so. I haven't gotten around to the manga yet, but I assume that I will sometime in my yeah. dotage. Yeah. Uh, the story presented in the OVA is, a continu- is continued in the read or die ROD the TV, the 26-episode television series starring the Paper Sisters, uh, was released in the U.S. by Genion. Uh, so if you are interested, there's some more content out there. Mm-hmm. However, we're going to get to in my final notes that this content is kind of difficult to come across. On August 22nd, 2016, the 12th light novel was announced 10 whole years after the 11th in the series. That's a germ record, yeah. almost. And slated for release on August 26th. The possibility of a new read or die anime was also hinted at in the announcement, so maybe in another five years we will see something, but it's been kind of radio silent for a long while and it's yeah. a little bit disheartening for me because i i like i'm really into this if you can't tell no i'm, yeah, I'm super yeah. excited um lastly the anime slash ova is apparently notoriously hard to track down with the anaplex uh anaplex studios only having one overly priced dvd release many moods ago and inflation as such we will be watching this in slight potato quality at the time of writing yes um i had to use the Wayback machine and other nefarious sources to get this um downloaded so it is not the best quality i'm sorry that it does not live up to our normal standard <laughs> please understand then <laughs> how can we physical media show <laughs> without physical media to show <laughs> what do we put on the, the shelf a, a pillar of salt <laughs> No. <laughs> we'll leave it blank for when the time comes, Dan. But I was not spending a lucrative amount of my second stimmy <laughs> on a DVD, nonetheless. <laughs> but uh, that's where the drawing board comes to a conclusion. It's very succinct. I want Dan to go into this with a fresh-spirited attitude, with eyes unclouded by ha- hate as is tradition. And I just want him to be excited because I think he's thoroughly going to enjoy this, as will I. But any initial thoughts? What to expect? I mean, I mean, this sounds awesome. Yep. So, like, I wasn't sure because, again, you, you, I did not Google what you Good. said. Good boy. Last <laughs> time, I mean, the word "reader die" conjured like a ghost thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it conjured like, like I thought we were gonna like this. Was, was this gonna be ghost stories finally, or was no. it gonna be? But, you know, that is just the title. But, uh, steampunk. (laughs) Espionage. Espionage. The double O program. Am I, like, I, this, I, this sounds amazing. Mm. So, I, I am, I am all for this. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we said this, this, when, when did this originally come out again? I think 2003, the anime series was released stateside. 2001, it was in Japan. And it's kind of been radio silent after the anime series, which I did watch in its entirety. I remember it being... Not as powerful and not as high budget as this, but mm-hmm. this is an OVA, and it was yeah. only 26 episodes, and I did watch this when I was younger, so yeah. I haven't given that, like, an older rewatch. I don't remember exactly the themes, but I remember liking it um, enough to finish the entire series of 26 episodes, so. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, what, what, what prompted you to come back to this? Just I like... think that, especially, I mean, I hate to say it, but WandaVision, maybe? Because Ooh. there are some superpowers here that I'm like thoroughly invested in that i think are really super cool that Mm -hmm. i don't see in a lot of other places 
Um, I just like literature and I think reading all these books over the quarantine has inspired me to like fall into my Yokio Re- Yo- Yomiko Readman shoes once more and uh, hunt down some first print editions. And I, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's a good story, a good OVA told in three episodes without overstaying its welcome. Yeah. So hopefully you'll think the same. No, yeah, no, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Well, with that, let's listen to Ode to Joy, shall we? <laughs> Beethoven? <laughs> He'll pop up here. Is that too. the one with the cannon? No. <laughs> Dan, not as a Catholic, didn't have his uh, lyrics rewritten for that in grade school and have to sing it in front of the whole school. Right, Mm -hmm. Dan? No. No, no, I did not. Uh. Ah, Well, welcome back to the podcast, podcast, nonetheless. Uh, uh, Dan, did you enjoy Read or Die, the OVA? Thoroughly. I I loved it. (laughs) I did it again. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I... I, That was... It was a... I... It's just, it's just like this perfect blend of of like steampunk stuff mm. and history, literature, feelings, and, emotions, and retro spy movie stuff mm. like like peak James Bond yeah. level stuff, but also with a very interesting cast like uh, you know personalities you don't usually see at the forefront. Of a series like this mm-hmm. with powers that you don't usually see at yeah. the forefront of a series. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, again, I'm going into this without any context, um, but I very much like that not a lot of time is spent obsessing about that. About the powers, yeah. right? Like, we don't need to know that information where they come from. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, I think at one point just, like, uh, Drake says, like, you mutant, whatever, yeah. but, like, I... I, I love that aspect, too. Like, we're not here to dwell on that, because nope. we're getting a snippet of the world in motion mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it uh, for me, it, it hit all the buttons. I'm I'm very glad that that happened to you. I, I think, in recalling the anime series, we follow the Paper Sisters, and they have a similar kind of power to Yokimo. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, my God, I can never pronounce it. Yomiko? Name. Yomiko, sorry. Um... And it's not revealed until like the last few episodes that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would recommend it, but like I said, it's been a few years. But this is my favorite because of the standout powers and the history and the literature. Yeah, wherein. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, and, of course. Um, I, I would hope this would be equivalent to you showing me Vampire D Bloodlust. <laughs> Oh, of course, yeah. Because that sent me on a tizzy. Well, no. So I had to trump you yet again. I'm like, well, I've got something up my... <laughs> that's that's what we aim for, yeah. so, yeah. My sleeve. Um, but I thoroughly enjoy it, and with 
further ado, let's uh, get into the viewing, shall we? Of course. All right. So episode one, we start at the White House in the USA on Trump's last day of office. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The White House is attacked by some strange lightning controlled by Genai Hiraga. Now, if you haven't noticed, uh, some of the mutants in this are based on historical figures, and I have a detailed kind of... uh, sort of note section devoted to who they were in history mm-hmm. um just for dan to open his eyes a bit more so again i was a pharmacologist oh, i can't say that word pharmacologist 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 a student of rangaku physician author painter and inventor of the well-known erikitiru the electrostatic generator uh, a few pokemon are named after that so well, now yeah. you know uh kandankai thermometer and kankampu the asbestos cloth again i composed several works on homosexual life and desire in japan such as the nena shigusa 1763 and kiko no en 1764 and san no asa and the nena shigusa koen and also wrote the satirical essay on farting so his (laughs) his sexuality isn't played up for here but i just like that um especially like the mutants that we meet they're based on historical figures kind of like stretched out of their sphere of influence yeah and not like obvious ones like they're not they're not going for they're not americanized yeah they're they're, they're not like like i think the cop-out would have been to make him like tesla or something but they didn't they went for like weirder choices that would have been like well we saved their dna you know it's like why but no we did so yeah Yeah. (laughs) like yeah but it's interesting so i like that i i know i prefer that yeah it's very niche it's like oh okay um um, while the White House is getting destroyed, the incompetent president bumbles out and declares to his, uh, you know, guard, shoot him! <laughs> shoot him. Yeah. Just like Americans would say. Uh, Genai destroys the White House and asks, is this the Library of Congress? <laughs> and the president's like, no, wets himself. Yeah. For the first of three times, as Dan points out. And he goes on to his next uh, target before the president asks, who are you? And Genai says, I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yes. then we get our opening. Our opening is based around James Bond opening with a kind of spy style music and intrigue. Uh, there's a woman with tattoos. We see our main characters kind of going about their daily duties and their, you yeah. know, spy whatnots. And what did you think of the opening, Dan? Very jazzy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it reminds me a lot of like a, the bebop opening. It, yeah, you know, it, it, I was gonna say that too. It's good. It's good for establishing, like, a baseline of energy. Yeah. So. yeah. In Tokyo, Yomiko Reedman, bibliophile, um, she receives a phone call and Dan replied, Bitch, you live like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because her apartment is just books. It's like if you replace all the posters in my apartment with books, and I have a lot of books, too. They're just hidden very stealthily. Um, it, it would basically be where I live. Uh, she receives a phone call, and it's apparently about a teaching job that's going to start off next week. And as a nice bookend, she starts humming Ode to Joy out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. while I think this could be a little heavy-handed on pre- like on subsequent viewings, um, I do like that it's there. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, she's, she's humming that, and that's going to pull into play a little bit later on in the anime series. Uh, she lives in an upstairs apartment, which is basically a complex for books. <laughs> that's yeah. all she has. She loves to read, <laughs> as I said in the opening. Uh, she spends her days purchasing an exorbitant amount of books, and she eventually goes to a secret password elevator-enabled bookstore <laughs> located below, like, 
I don't know, a, a certain bookshop somewhere that she frequents. Yeah, with the like, the mysterious shopkeep with yeah. a cat. Yeah. Who, yeah, so it's it's some kind of ultra-rare book collection. So yeah. <laughs> that's where the good figures are kept down there. <laughs> <laughs> the good amiibo are down yeah. below, Dan. <laughs> Um, but Yomiko goes down there to which she, uh, finds a first copy edition of Die Unsterblich Liebe, or The Undying Love slash The Immortal Beloved. Um, as she reaches for the spine, <laughs> another woman pops up besides her and reaches for the same book. Yomiko is like, well, my hand was on it first. And this other woman's like, but I saw it first. Uh, but Yomiko will not be said no to over a first edition book. Mm-hmm. And before she can walk herself out, there's some intrigue with like a masked figure or someone moves too close to her. And then uh, this woman reaches to pull out a gun and then disappears in the next scene. Yeah. Before Yomiko can ask her any further questions. Um, the book is dusty and dirty, but has sheet music handwritten in its pages um, in the margins and on the blank pages in the back and the front. Almost imi- immediately after leaving uh, this bookstore, she's clutching this book to her chest, kind of having a uh, a moment with it, blushing mm-hmm. and going, oh, I've got a first edition to add to my collection. She is attacked by a superhuman life clone of Jean-Henri Fabre. And Jean-Henri Fabre was a French naturalist, etymologist, and author known for the lively style of his popular books on the lives of insects, riding a giant mecha grasshopper. Of course. And this is where Dan was like, hmm, I'm intrigued. You had my attention, now you have my focus. <laughs> and Jean-Henri summons a swarm of bees slash locusts to wreck this uh, Japan neighborhood. Yomiko pulls out some paper and exhibits some powers of her own, which aren't explained that she has control over paper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's do- It's not done in, like, a dramatic way. No. It's, it's very done off the cuff, like, reflexive. Yep, like, yep. she, it's yep. literally just she, we, she falls to the ground and reflexively she raises yep. a shield of paper around, mm-hmm. and it's, and yeah. I, and I love that. No. It's not, it's yeah. not like a big, like... It's not a big to-do. Yeah, yeah I, I love yeah. how simplistic it is. Of course, the paper has, like, more properties added to it throughout the series. Like, she can make it bulletproof. She yeah. can make it, like, I assume, like, titanium-level um, consistency. But if I had a superpower, this would be the superpower I want. Because it's just so niche and quirky and, like... Yeah. I love to read, Dan. I have a book at my disposal. I just throw a book at you. <laughs> it's like a devil fruit power. Yeah. That's what's that's yeah. what's cool about and it. And that's what gets Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the paper, paper, no me. Um, but swarms of bees and locusts attack. She manipulates the paper. I put down cool power. And then eventually she takes like a streamer, snags this giant grasshopper, crawls up with her valise, <laughs> carrying <laughs> further papers. Like, I, I also like how Yomiko is completely nice about it. She's like, please just give me back the book. Yeah. That, that's all I want. She doesn't want to like burden anyone with no, this. She doesn't care the that there's a giant mecha steampunk grasshopper <laughs> attacking her in the city, right? She just wants the book. She snags it back. Uh, she does like the old uh, paper cutting motion with her hands. Snaps the streamer and sends Jean into a billboard where he's presumably dead, but from the cocoon emerges. Yeah, like like a like a cicada skin. He yeah. we, we see, but we don't we don't get follow up on that until and again because they're they're subtle about it. Yeah. Um, pulling up in a car, a man named Joker slash his real name, Joe Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about that that surname, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
if I were a carpenter, uh, he appears and he's posh British and all and asks Yomiko slash Agent Paper to follow him to the library. So we don't even, I like how it's not shoehorned this backstory either. It's just given to you to dissect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not beat you over the head with it. And again, I, I can't overstate how much I love that. Mm. And, and when series do that, when we don't have to do the exhaustive origin story mm-hmm. for this stuff, like I very much prefer these starting yeah. in the action and I, I type things. And I think you so. would also like the anime too, because it does that for these characters at the tail end. Mm-hmm. Uh, majorly, I think they might handhold you a bit more with the other main characters of the series, but I'm thoroughly invested in Dan giving this a watch. Of course. Uh, just so he can comment. Um, but while she's talking to Joker, the mysterious woman from the bookshop before watches on, and we learn that Yumiko is the agent of the British Library Special Operations Division, a group tasked to locating the world's most premier and out-of-print books. (laughs) Basically rare books protected worldwide. And Dan, do you think the British government would devote time to this? Well, it's definitely not just that that they do, right? Um, Like, they're- That's their main thing. Did you not see the bookmobiles? Oh, no. Like, they definitely... But is is it more like... Because I'm assuming that their their breath applies to, like, all information. Yeah, they, probably. Because, you know, at the end of the third... Like, we, we're changing from getting books yeah. to saving... <laughs> to murdering people. So, <laughs> I, I like it. it. It's classy. It's mm-hmm. like a... I mean, I know that, like, I, I, I from what you said, that there's, there's world building where... Yeah. You know the British Empire is still, still in control, in control yep. and um. So <laughs> I, I would be interested to kind of dissect why it's we're like we're focusing on like a like a library and stuff. Mm. Uh, but I'm not complaining. That's no. an interesting. It's kind angle. of their thing. Yeah, it's like their motif. It's yeah. just books, books, books. I love books. Um, and we find the leader of this section of the library is codenamed the Gentleman. <laughs> yes. And he's an old man with a mysterious Kato mask, half Kato mask, and he's reading a giant book, and he's wheelchairing in a steampunk wheelchair that has, I think, the gleaners on it. I don't know who the specific artist is, but, uh, yeah. you know, I love some art references in my anime. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I would... Uh, oh, and his turtle. He has a oh, turtle. yeah, his pet turtle that doesn't really get a mention after that, and... Uh, we are revealed the information. They learn that the Library of Congress was also burnt down and 600 plus rare books were stolen and disappeared. The Americans have a bounty and demand the books be returned. And the assailant was wearing the electicer. <laughs> electicer. <laughs> I can't. Yes. The, well, yeah, the it's like a box that pack. makes electricity that I thought Dan would be into. And this guy's name is Genai Hiraga. And the inventor has been dead for 200 plus years. Um, and then Joker reveals that one year ago, several deceased geniuses is DNA were stolen and Genai was one of them. So these must be clones with superhuman abilities. And they immediately jump to that point. Yeah. And they're right. Yeah. But it, like I said, there's not a lot of... They're not dwelling on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. they're not slowly baking you into this anime. They're just giving you the information. That was one of my worries. I'm like, will Dan understand? <laughs> I I love this type of thing. Mm. Like, it's the same thing that I would apply to, like, the old James Bond movies. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know okay. why, 
why villain man wants the world to be submerged under the water mm-hmm. i you know and why like how he's going to do that i'm just like okay yeah, yeah. show me how you stop him all like, right yeah well, that was one of my main things means. going forward um but there's no objective known for this group of people and the grasshopper man is also a clone and they're after the first volume book yomiko has been enlisted to get back the books on top of paying uh, she's me- uh, on top of like giving her time and being paid for this. She's missing out her time on a teacher job. And the gentleman says, if you do this job successfully, we'll give you not only this book, but the first volume of this book as well. And yeah. then Yomiko is like, fine, I'll do it then. I love books. Um, and then another agent must be added, Dan, as I pull out the, <laughs> the I don't even know how to describe it. Like well, the old, yeah, it's like a vintage telephone yeah. receiver, but yeah. it's not connected to anything. No. So from my jacket and flipping around and yeah. go Drake. Um, and our other dude who's in this, let me find his last name. Drake and, Anderson yeah. is trying to do a pottery class somewhere and he receives the call. Well, I think, I, I think he's in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's the third member of this... Oh, second member of this team for now. Uh, Yomiko is enlisted to work with him. Uh, Yomiko getting flustered over some books. Oh, so they're at the um, flash sideways to the Library of Congress where they're at. Drake is trying to investigate this. Uh, He meets Yomiko, obviously knows her from before because she goes, Oh, hi, Drake. Yeah. Um, He's worked with her before. And Yomiko's just invested in her book. Drake takes it away and is... uh, you know, explaining, like, pay attention to the Focus mission. Focus on the mission. Yeah. I need over. I need money for my child at home that we never get to see. <laughs> yeah, like, I read my horoscope this morning. It said lucky day. Yeah. But and this I'm like, is a... Yeah, but, like, that's, like, yeah. he, he continually rants, like, this is a bad day, yeah. I guess. And if there's yeah. ever a Dan character, yeah. this is one of them. Yeah, like, I, so. I know what Dan likes. <laughs> <laughs> and I give it to him. So Drake advises Yomiko to go off in a corner somewhere and don't bother anyone. And she stumbles upon the Library of Congress's books. Mm-hmm. And she stumbles, oh, they have the Peach Amiibo, the Rosaline, <laughs> the Paladin. <laughs> He's stumbling through the annals of ancient Amiibo history as Dan watches from the corner. Uh, she reaches up for another book only to realize that the mysterious woman that she met in the bookshop is also there. And she reveals herself to be the third member of this party, saying, I am codename Miss Deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love that name. Yeah. Just Deep if you're nasty, Dan. Well, yeah, and, and her, her introduction is really, the way that they do it, like, they have, like, you know, the little, like, Miss Deep goes to, like, test Yumiko, mm-hmm. like, like her reflexes. Yeah. It's like, don't touch my glasses. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Yumiko, like, Sna- tries to yeah. swipe back, but then... Miss Deep, like, phases out of her clothes yeah. and into, like, the spy cat suit. That's her so. superpower. She can transport through solid objects. Yeah, phase through solid Which, matter. you know, I, I like it, but there's some there's some nitpicks that I can get there with it. I mean, I think, like, the way she passes through certain people, because the way she greets Yomiko is, like, passing through the wrist. Yeah. Would that not do any bodily harm to anyone? Well, I would assume it's because that, she's... Like, she's decided to phase through, right? Yeah, like, like she... That, that's what I would She can too. only... She can decide what, like... When to be physical to and solid. when to be yeah. incorporeal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yomiko is really about, defensive about her glasses, and during the investigation, the three library agents foil another attempt to steal the book. This one perpetrated by the clone of Otto Lithenthal, a German pioneer of aviation, who became known as the Flying Man. He was the first person to make well-documented, repeated successful flights with gliders. So, I know Dan loves planes. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a steampunk 
bird glider. Da Vinci bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of lots of pipes and yeah. and levers and glowing control panels and yeah, yeah, it's all perfect. He appears out of nowhere in the Library of Congress in a clockwork Da Vinci bird mech and steals Yomiko's book and the pursuit is on. In London, Joker and his secretary. Wendy Earhart, who's such a klutz, <laughs> but I love oh, her anyway. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, I dropped the stack of papers, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick them up. Um, earn more as the gentleman reads a giant book. Um, as the sky chase continues, it crosses over New Jersey. Yeah, one of which the few gets a reference. One of the few anime appearances of New Jersey, I think, <laughs> aside from Steven Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um into nyc um as i pointed out to dan i have to point out to you this was right before 9 11 so the twin towers are included here yes it was like right on the cusp so yeah and i would i would imagine with because they yeah, yeah they land near the yeah. the the twin towers at yeah. one point so um naturally the usa just wants to shoot this bird down uh genai hiraga is also there on the brooklyn bridge and he takes down most of the U.S. military with his electricity-based powers. So the death count is up, but they're unnamed. I would say, like, a lot of the pilots aren't done the justice that they're supposedly done. They're just killed off-screen in this. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's one of those, like, villain flex moments. Yeah. And it is a pretty cool, because so, he, he does, like, the Ghidorah thing where yeah. he, like, sends out this shockwave of light, like, this fountain of lightning across the entire city and it blacks out for a brief moment yeah. and then it takes out everything in the sky stronger than the storm dan yeah, well yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh team paper escapes at the last second yomiko constructs a giant paper airplane which is thrown by drake and gives chase with deep after being thrown okay after being thrown by drake sorry I, i'm reading my notes and talking about my notes at the same time but i do like this teamwork between them the giant paper airplane is like just anime enough to work yeah um I think it's a very good tropey thing. Uh, Deep tries to shoot down Otto, and Otto goes, instead of bitch, he's like, you bitch, yeah. <laughs> instead, because the Germans pronounce the WV mm-hmm. instead. Um, and Yomiko flattens this paper airplane into a single sheet to go through the skyscrapers and such, which is a very cool effect there. Um, and then eventually she forms a new plan taking place around the Statue of Liberty. Um, Miss Deep dives through the Statue of Liberty, which is very cool. Like, if they ever did a live-action adaptation of this, I think that would be, like, a like a pinnacle scene going on there. Yeah, yeah. She dives through. It gives me X-Men, because don't they have a fight around the statue? Isn't that where Halle Berry goes, Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Dan, you see, I... <laughs> I bridge on... Yeah. That's super No, no, you're right now. That's, yeah, that's the big final fight of the... Yeah. With the beam that's going to turn everyone into mutants, I think. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> back to a good thing. <laughs> All right. So Yomiko defends herself, able to make her paper bulletproof as well. Otto tries to fling her off of this bird mech. Miss Deep appears on the torch and attaches a cable to Otto, sending him plummeting into the statue. Yomiko dives after her book and gets snagged on the crown by her coat. And Deep slash Nancy, who she reveals her name to be, Helps out, revealing her name to be... Oh, not... Revealing her name to Yomiko. And she says, I don't really go by Nancy. I think it's... It's something similar to Matahari, but I'm not really sure. Because it sounds so much like a porn star name. And I'm like, oh, this is endearing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like these two together. And then, meanwhile, Genai and a young bug person <laughs> watch... <laughs> Who could it be? ...from the NYC harbor <laughs> on, like, a mecha... I forget what it is. It's not... 
It's supposed to be a bug. It might be like a pond skate or something like that. Oh yeah, and it's the surskit thing. It's yeah. the it's the yeah. the whatever the little the surface water. Yeah, yeah it's surskit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, Dan will pick up on what kind of etymology is being present. Mm-hmm. Here. Although I'm not the bug expert in no. our circles. No, <laughs> we we know one greater. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, episode two, space, zooming in on India. Genai is talking to another, and Joker and uh, what's her name are watching. Not Nancy. What's her name? What's secretary name? Oh no! Uh, Wendy. Wendy are watching, and Wendy stumbles, causing Joker to enhance a little bit further. And he goes, "I have a job for you, Wendy." You're gonna look up this woman here because the woman that's enhanced looks a lot like Nancy. Yeah. Um, so she may be up to no no good. Uh, Team Paper receives a minor briefing. They learn about the Ejin. If contact is made, try to take them alive. Joker and Wendy further analyze. And uh, he, Joker has like this Steven manufacturer thing that was retrieved from the New York Harbor on yeah. his desk from the plane part. And they're trying to piece together what famous person this could be. And they realize that he's not based in the States or in America. Mm-hmm. I'm in the States or in the UK. Yeah. So they're trying to piece together that mystery. Uh, Nancy ties Yomiko's hair with paper ties, which is a really little endearing moment, especially with the play out of the series. No, it's a very cute little scene. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It, and then perfect. she gives her a cute bookmark. Yeah. Because it's cute. You yeah. like cute things. Yeah, she and Yumiko only gives those to friends. So, <laughs> uh, real love is complicated, not like those books. I ask you, Dan, would you take love or a story romance? Uh, <laughs> put on the spot. I. Oh, this is this is Patamon levels of deep uh, for. I I would still say real love, yeah. You see, that's where I would prefer to live in delusion. I would take a story romance. <laughs> How but we I, differ, you and I. But after a hundred episodes, illusion yeah. cannot be... <laughs> we should know that. I'd be all down for an illusion, Dan. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> um, I got an answer I have down next. Being in love is better than reading about it. That's what Nancy replies to Yomiko. Uh, in India, the young French person calls a rhino beetle. Oh, you mean, you mean y- Yumiko? So, y- Yumiko, yeah. Says yeah. it to Nancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but Nancy's like, Ugh. yeah. It's better to be in love than reading about it in yeah. those stupid books. Um, in India, a young person calls a young French person. Sorry, calls a rhino beetle to scan ahead. Could this be young Jean Henri Fabre <laughs> reborn? Question mark. Metamorphosis. Franz Kafka. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. I don't know. Um, go to him, sh- go to him, Cherie. <laughs> uh, Joker and Wendy research Nancy. There's no leads as of now. Team Paper at Jahal's place where they were told to make, uh, you know, meet up and find a famous book there. Um, no one is there, but Yomiko and Nancy enter. They find the same rhino beetle, aka Cherie, and they're ambushed. 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 By an Ijin. <laughs> Uh, Genjo Sanzo, who is a central character in the 16th century novel Journey to the West by Wu Chang'en, uh, Tang Sangen, uh, is based on the historical Buddhist monk Zhuangzang. He is also widely known for by his courtesy name as Tang Sang or Tripitaka. 
He wields an extendable staff, breathes fire, and can fly by floating on clouds slash other godly powers. Well, yeah, he's, like, they say he's incorporating all of the powers from Journey to the West, because mm-hmm. he's got the Goku's pole and the, well, the literal Goku's Nimbus. extending yeah. staff, yeah. Yep. And the Nimbus, I think, who was owned but yeah, who also... And then someone else's fire breath. Yeah. And I was so. like, oh, Dan's inner weeb is gonna <laughs> jump yeah. at the chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nancy stalls for Yomiko to escape. Nancy appears with Genjo in pursuit for the book. So Yomiko runs off and then Nancy appears and Yomiko's like, oh, cool. You seem to be in two places at once. Could this have been some sort of thing? But you appeared right here now. Like, is there some cloning going on here, you think? Maybe? I'll never tell. (laughs) I don't don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know. Um, But Nancy appears anyway, and a mysterious figure watches the chase in, like, one of those old-style Western um, hats. Yeah, like a straw hat or whatever. And he's got, like, a skull. Well, not the straw Well, not the... Yeah, he's got, like, a skull (laughs) staff, notably. Mm -hmm. Um, Then um, they're given chase, and there's a fight on what I assume to be the Ganges River... Uh, Genjo stops the chase, seemingly out of steam. Back in the UK, Joker writes the name Steven in realization. And Genjo splits the Ganges and sends Team Paper into some underwater ruins. Uh, at this point, we get the power pole extending as Miss Deep is thrown into the water. Why she wouldn't let the pole pass through her the second time, maybe that's the power pole's power, is to hit the intangible. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it might be that it requires, like, focus to yeah. do, like, yeah. I would assume, because it's, like, one of those debates w- when people have phasing powers, if, mm. why can't, why aren't they just phasing through the earth? Yeah. So it's like they gotta presumably focus to do it. Yeah. Uh, Yomiko fights fire with paper, trying to get closer to the sub, where Drake waits to blow up Genjo. Miss um, Deep distracts again, and the tor- torpedo hits, but Genjo power pulls out of there. He's standing on his power pole. Uh, Nancy is wounded and Yomiko regroups with her. uh, Try to disable his weapon. Nancy poses as Yomiko uh, and uses her body phasing powers to stick on the weapon. Uh, Then she faces through Genjo's body as Yomiko attacks his mechanical heart with index cards. Genjo snatches the book in his death thrall and stumbles away as Nancy coughs up blood. The young Jean Henri uses a dragonfly mech. (laughs) to escape with said book and Genjo is killed by a staff sword to the neck from a, the same off-screen man that we've seen watching the fight before. Yeah. But uh, I do like this fight. I like how Yomiko defends him off with just a few index cards and the papers steadily getting more and more burned with every strike. No, it's a very well done, well choreographed fight that really shows off how freakishly strong this this uh, clone of, uh, of, of Genjo is. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he is... You know, it's just, it's just, like, this dynamic is, like, they're literally fighting, like, a god, so. Yeah, Uh, Yomiko drags Nancy to the sub, just as Drake snatches them in, and the Ganges waters fall. Um, In hospital, Nancy finally wakes up after two days to Yomiko crying and waiting for her. Seemingly, she cares more about Nancy than books, and she falls asleep right there for another cute moment where Nancy says, Oh, I have the bookmark that she gave to me in her, in, like, my hand right now. Because well, that was another visual, like, her, her, her original suitcase gets destroyed in yeah. that flood. Her valise! Yeah. Yeah, so. Full with paper. The attaché. The attaché. Yeah. <laughs> attaché case. Uh, the Joker is comparing notes, puts something together about Beethoven. Uh, 
Final Love Letter Before He Died, also in the stolen book, which was written by Beethoven, Team Paper departs back to the UK as a mysterious tower slash rocket emerges from the Pacific to an American listening off the coast of Hawaii, mm-hmm. who's clearly a beast. <laughs> and it's like, is that an American? It's like, it's probably. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, to Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Symphony or Ode to Joy, uh, blasting on worldwide frequencies, which I don't know how you would manage that, but sure. Um, the mysterious man reveals himself to be Ikkyo Sojun, an eccentric, iconoclastic, iconoclastic, sure, Japanese Zen Buddhist monk and poet. He had a great impact on the infusion of Japanese art and literature with Zen attitudes and ideals, as well as on Zen itself, often breaking religious taboos with his stance against celibacy. Hmm. Uh, Ikkyo poses the question, how does one judge who lives or who dies, Dan? Yeah, his beautiful speech. Care to answer that? Uh, no, not oh. not on this not on this podcast. Oh. Well, he found enlightenment anyway, and Wendy reveals that Nancy died years ago to Joker, just as Ikkyo reveals that Nancy to be Matahari, and Matahari, who Dan doesn't know because he's not well studied in musical theater. I am not. He has not listened to name near enough. Um, is a Dutch exotic dancer and courtesan who was convicted for being a spy for Germany during World War One, despite her having admitted under interrogation to taking money to work as a German spy. By, many people still believe she was innocent because the French army needed a scapegoat. And that is interesting. So, so the chain of events here, because I know that when um, Wendy brings that file, like, she's dead, mm-hmm. you know, is that... Because she shows, like, a file with an unrelated woman's picture in yeah. it. Is that just leading us to believe that, that you know clone nancy just is matahari that like you know she she just a new identity or whatever yeah she took that name and then in- integrated into the uh, i would say based on historical timelines no because she would be a very old woman i think it's just meant to show that like maybe the spirit of matahari is within her it's oh, very like anime no i'm yeah. saying the clone was sent to yeah. yeah probably that yeah 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 okay yeah yeah um, and that happens, and it's a huge shock. Yomiko defends Nancy, only to have Nancy point a gun at her instead. Uh, Nancy then kisses Yomiko and tears out one of Yomiko's paper braids and falls through the plane onto an airplane-sounding airplane NECA dragonfly. Yeah. Has a, <laughs> a really A really big Yanma. So. Yeah. Uh, Yomiko reels in the emotional whiplash, and the gentleman suspends book missions and switches to destruction of the Ejin <laughs> with all the firepower needed at the world's disposal. Just drop my name. Yeah. <laughs> the gentleman allows it. Uh, Yomiko and Drake arrive at the Ejin Fortress for our final episode in the OVA, episode three. Um, on the honor of the British Empire, leads the world. They're standing charge. They're making all the calls in this scenario. Yes. I don't know if this would happen, whatever. Uh, but Joker goes, T first, then destroy the Ejin. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got to he's gotta keep things calm. Yeah. As is British. Yeah. <laughs> keep so. calm and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Drake and Yomiko try to infiltrate the fortress, and they suspect it's a trap, but Joker sends them in anyway. Uh, data converted to music files that Wendy reveals, and that'll be touched upon a little bit later. Uh, Nancy welcomes Yomiko and Drake as their plane crashes due to rhino beetles. <laughs> and Mother Goose is down, and Mother Goose is down. <laughs> 
Uh, Yomiko and Drake survive with their pilot dying and Yomiko offering, offering a few prayers to him. Uh, Yomiko goes off to her own to find Nancy for the truth. Drake is thrown by Jean and Nancy... Uh, Nancy's kiss is revealed to be a sedative that Yomiko hasn't washed off. Well, yeah, and that's another recurring thing for, for Drake during these parts. He's like, I got this water cash. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to Hawaii and buy my daughter a gift. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, it, he just, he's flashing his cash and it comes up in a little while. But, like, that's, is, like, his way to turn this day around. Yes. Uh, the gentleman suggests sicking the Americans on the Aegean instead, and I'm like... Well, that would probably happen in today's age, right? Yeah. I think we would jump at the chance. Yeah. Mm. Probably. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Yomiko is then imprisoned in a machine room within the Asian base, removing and burning all paper. So Ikkyo is there and he removes and burns all her paper and asks Yomiko to join the Asian, but warns, uh, wants to use Ludwig van Beethoven's supposedly lost death symphony which, when heard, makes anyone who hears it wants to commit suicide, so she obviously refuses. Nancy, at the same time... Uh, sorry, Wendy, at the same time, is, like, stumbling into the room with the people trying to, like, decipher this music that was sent to them. Yeah. And she sees that they've all committed suicide and goes, Joker! Ah! And I'm like, well, good thing Wendy wasn't in that room, right? Yeah, that, no, definitely. Because it's, it's, it's the brown note. <laughs> Except, yeah. It's suicide it's instead suicide. of shitting. <laughs> um... Um, and then Ikkyo kisses and she reveals that Nancy is there and that those two are a couple that have been into each other for a while. Yomiko is just standing there aghast, like, how could you love him? You surely haven't turned traitor. But Ikkyo then um, disposes of Nancy by having a clone of her kind of just fondle her chest within. Yeah, when Ikkyo, uh, Ikkyo is like, he notices that that his original clone Nancy is like start like she doesn't want Yumiko to be harmed like like you promised you would spare her mm-hmm. and then he's like oh you've you've become sentimental so luckily I have a backup and yeah, yeah. evil clone Nancy <laughs> yeah emerges the two clones were in different places at different times and then the kind clone fades through the floor supposedly dead. And the lovers depart, leaving Yomiko to die in the rapidly flooding room. Um, we then realize that this fortress is not only a fortress, Dan, but a rocket. Yeah, a launch pad. <laughs> Powered by steam and trains. Well, yeah, they need the trains to move the big uh, Incredibles I... thing to get the rocket open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they decide to launch this rocket and broadcast this death Beethoven signal. Joker wants to destroy it all, even with Yomiko still aboard. Uh, Drake reveals himself to be also alive, having climbed up and reclaimed, like, the the uh, talking device that they have. Yeah. Um, Drake is then tasked with destroying the reactor. Uh, Yomiko sees that her final air t- hair tie uh, is made of paper and uses it to escape her prison. And the fortress reveals to be part rocket powered by train and steam, as I said. Another man, the inventor of the Egen Tech, Stephen Wilcox, who is an American inventor, best known as the co-inventor with George Herman Babcock of the water tube boiler, Dan. I okay, that makes sense. They're they're going for for not mainstream inventors. Yeah, so yeah, yeah historical um, figures. Yeah. Um, he then takes out the battleships with some laser beams. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of those things, like, if there is any 
if I have any nitpick at all, it's very, very blink and you'll miss it. Like, you just see a dude in a chair, like, Playing with toys! I'm switching these things, you know, and we don't know who that, like, I was like, was that Beethoven or or, or anime Beethoven 2? But I, you know, I I was... uh, He's not revealed. Yeah, so... So I I get that, too. He's not not spotlighted, but it's good to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drake battles the Ijin versions of Fabre and Hiraga with Yomiko. Uh, Yomiko steps in and says, I'm going to finish this duel. And she uses money to fend off uh, Genai through the steampunk area within. And I'm like, oh, Dan is definitely going to love this part. No, it's a beautiful setting. they're fighting through, like, the walkways. (laughs) You know, this beautiful, like... And the uh, pipature. Yeah, lots of pipes. The good, like, washed-out colors, it's perfect, good steampunk, so. Mm. And then, kind of violently, uh, but smartly, Yomiko is like, eh, well, Genai is like, this is the end for you, friend, and she's like, for you, maybe. <laughs> and yeah. then uses the dollar bills to strike some coolant down on him, which freezes him into a corpsicle. Well, yeah, because her finishing move consistently seems to be the death by a thousand cuts, yeah. like... Which looks yeah. painful, I'm yeah. like, I'm glad they did that, it's like, okay, this power is, like, actually something. Yeah, no, and then, and then and then she she like opens the coolant pipe, and he's like, no, yeah, yeah so Frozone. <laughs> yeah, like he gets the Arthur taking off his uh, no, not Arthur, Magic School Bus, uh, got, uh, Arnold, Arnold. <laughs> Are you not gonna remember the king's name? <laughs> taking off his helmet on. You know. When will we get to Magic School Bus on this podcast? <laughs> An anime for another. Time. I think that'll be one of my choices. Just say. Um, but she uses the money to fend off and then kills Ganaya and is like, hello, is anyone from the library there? I killed this Egyptian. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay! Yeah, mission status, sick. <laughs> so. um, Drake's explosives don't stop the launch, even though he should have put those explosives on the train tires, maybe? Yeah, yeah you would think. <laughs> That's uh, how but, trains work. So. But Drake has a double fight going on between Wilcox and Jean, young bung boy. <laughs> Uh, Yomiko is left to fight the Nancy clone only for Nancy Prime to arrive and fight clone to clone Mm -hmm. in a good reveal it's like oh I'm back and I'm kind of sort of a bitch to keep like I'm a hard bitch to keep down yes and that's what kind of like you know gives me my power anyway maybe she should have grabbed my heart and killed me right there I like just how assertive she is and like how into herself she is like I really love Nancy I think she's a cool character Um, the clones fight each other Ending with one mysterious Nancy floating face up in face down in the water at the bottom of the launch platform, and you're like, which clone is it, right? And it's a very creatively done fight. Like yeah. I think uh, what we assume to be Nancy Prime gets like uh, an advantage briefly by staying inside a column, and then when yeah. other Nancy tries, she like to... passes her hand through another column, which is really cool. I'm like, oh, like she's toying with her powers now. Yeah, and it, yeah, so it's it's well, it, yeah, it's again very well choreographed fights. Yeah, and Yomiko goes off to chase Ikyu's gondola that's heading slowly into this rocket ship, and then our next scene, I, of course, Drake uh, he sets off more explosives and kills off Wilcox and Jean. Yeah, um, seemingly doing his job. And um, our next shot shows Ikkyo in his rocket with anime Beethoven playing, <laughs> like getting ready, cracking his knuckles to play his death symphony. And then on the outside is Yomiko going, let me in! <laughs> let me in! 
<laughs> and she uses some dollars to cut some holes through glass and then immediately seals it up. And I'm like, well, Dan also brought up wouldn't the air pressure <laughs> just something explosive decompressions? <laughs> I, I don't know. But she's like, give me that book or else I'll do something. And then um, Nancy pops up through the floor, pulling her gun and switches her gun to Yomiko and we're like oh no is this the clone and she shoots Yomiko we get that brilliant glasses fogging scene mm-hmm. uh, where Yomiko is like oh no I, I thought you would be the real Nancy and then Nancy goes like to kiss uh, Ikiyu and grabs his heart and murders him yeah very visceral right there yeah uh, but Ikiyo was originally let down because if you use the wrong hand, I was about to shoot you. So she switched her gun hand to her left instead of her right. Hmm. That's supposed to be the thing. Like, oh, it's the clone. Yeah. Because they're always facing, like, opposite versions of each other. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Hmm. Um, but, no, the real Nancy Prime is here. And she grabs his heart and murders him. And then Yomiko severs the organ strings, killing anime Beethoven. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, which is interesting, because it's like, she just ruins the organ, and then he, no, yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. the music is gone, and there's no reason to live. Um, British and American forces seize the Ijin fortress, and Nancy, clearly in love with Ikkyo, uh, she bids, like, a fond farewell, and Yomiko and her are about to evacuate using her only book that she, you know, garnered from this whole mission, to escape via parachute and goes, you know, whatever you do, don't let go of me. And Nancy promises, like, you don't need to worry about that in, like, so such words. And then Yomiko jumps out and Nancy stays behind and lets her fall down. And I screamed, Because no! <laughs> it's it, so sad. It is. They're, they're, they're a good couple. Like, it, yeah. But she has reasoning. She stays with the dead Ikkyo saying, you were a cold, heartless bastard, but even you don't deserve to die alone. And Drake watches as crying Yomiko falls, clutching Nancy's gift bookmark mm-hmm. and saying the mission was a success. All the Ijin are dead. Yes. But the OVA ends in a final scene, which picks up barely in the anime. So if you're watching the anime for this, don't watch it for this because mm-hmm. it's barely there. We get like another teaser thing in the anime if i recall correctly um but yomiko visiting nancy's little sister who in turn is nancy prime she just suffered from the asphyxiation of going into the atmosphere and lost her memory due to it and is kind of like acting childlike and you know innocent she doesn't really know her surroundings right is which nancy is that supposed it's to the be? real nancy not the fake nancy it's not the fake nancy yeah they like recovered her from space because it's an anime dude <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Why, why does Yamiko ask her about her older... S- She's, like, trying not to divulge all the sis- the secrets to her at once to, like, overload her brain. Okay. No, yeah. I... Yeah. I, that was... Yeah. That, yeah, okay. That was... So, uh, I was when Yomiko by... refers to her older sister, it's just herself, Nancy okay. Prime, because she's lost her memory, and she doesn't want to, like, overdo it there... She wants to slowly rebuild this relationship with her. And, of course, Nancy is trying to, like, fiddle with origami. And Yomiko, having paper powers, turns the origami into a sentient butterfly shape. It's very cute. It is. And it's sad. And then she's like, well, let me tell you how your sister saved the world. Mm -hmm. And then fades to black and it's over. 
No, no, beautiful ending. Yeah. But are are we? I'm sure, Dan. It's it's not it's, it's not not fake Nancy. Fake Nancy's dead. Because because fake Nancy would have would have would have drowned. So yeah. she would have also had oxygen deprivation. But no, it was it's, it was it's definitely real Nancy. it was space Nancy. Yes. Okay, space I, Nancy. There was a hole in the side of that, but I, as you said, it's anime. It's an anime, <laughs> so, Dan. What are you? What are you looking at? Yeah, We've seen Maguka Maguka. <laughs> Get your head on straight, Dan. Um, but with that, reader die. The OVA ends, and let's have our final talks before. Or do we do tasting time first? I don't know. <laughs> I well, don't know. you can do. Uh... Tasting time first, yeah. All right, so tasting time first. Who would this anime be recommended to? So obviously, knowing Dan, this would be recommended to anyone who loves steampunk, spy thrillers, Mm -hmm. intrigue, and I just think anime fans in general, I think this needs a resurgence. We need to, like, boost together our popularity and get a remake, a redub, something in the works so it's easier to find. Yeah. I mean, or at least, like, some kind of better re-release for it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. And this is kind of niche, and I know that we're doing this on this podcast, but I've always loved this anime, and I'm glad I'm glad I finally got a chance to show it. No, I'm I'm glad you did put a little spotlight on it because I mean this was this was fantastic. Mm. Like I think it's, I I mean in terms of recommending it to spy thriller fan, like it's definitely a retro James Bond type setup. Yeah, like clones of historic figures coming together for a a overdramatic plan to broadcast a death signal across the earth mm-hmm. i mean that's like quintessential old-timey spy movie and i love that but but just you know the animation is gorgeous it's got like that fluid every character when they're moving or interacting is just it, it just flows like fucking water mm-hmm. and it you know i think just plenty of exciting visuals it, 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 it's it doesn't overstay its welcome no it's like just enough that like gets you interested in more yeah, uh, so I, mm. this is this. Listen to us, br- Aniplex. Br- brilliant pick. Yeah, <laughs> if we can use our platform for anything, <laughs> yeah, give us physical media, please. Spookies has physical media, so <laughs> spookies. Um, I just really enjoy it. Like you know, I'm not a Marvel stan in any way, but this is like the one thing that I like with superhero powers, aside from the first Incredibles. <laughs> Yeah, well, and this this is that those tropes well done again. Like mm. I I like it when they're not worried about it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's not head fisted. Um, any final thoughts? No, I mean that was kind of what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can combine tasting time and final thoughts from mm-hmm. now on because that's essentially what we do. But I highly recommend it. Uh, thank you for sticking through this. I know this doesn't get a lot of love online for some. I mean, people love it, but. It's so late in the progression now. It's like, it's kind of waned off. Let's give another spike to that, right? Yeah. Well, and who knows? Because in the weird twist of fate, usually oh, yeah, when we, we usually talk predict about... things, right? Yeah. Like when <laughs> It'll we... be tomorrow. No, when we talk about things, they end up trending like a week later. And we're not... We, uh, well... We won't have the... the <laughs> we won't take credit The for hubris <laughs> to say, but it's a weird little... You know, we seem to will things into existence. Yeah, so. so maybe I'll get my dream again and read or die too. Oh, God. Oh, an electric boogaloo. Oh, I, I think, you know, among the series out there that could need some more love, this is certainly, yeah, mm-hmm. get more eyes on this. Mm. So, thank you for joining me, Dan, of as course. always. Uh, before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media? 
Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake Instagram uh, page uh, and our Facebook page too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me Jonathan Wojcicki at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on the Twitter, or follow my other podcast Nightcaps of the Theater. Currently taking a hiatus, but still lots of movies to go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other, other podcast, if you like War and Peace and reading books just like Yomiko Reedman, mm-hmm. uh, I advise you to check out Drink and Read JK because if you don't know, I love to read. And uh, we're currently going through War and Peace halfway through the novel and this is where it picks up. I love books. <laughs> what can I say? That's probably why I picked it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a shameless plug and I went for it. Well, Dan, what? tease do you have for me next week um well we're going also for another older anime uh, another ova series actually um this was a series that i kind of put you know on the lineup uh way back when when we thought cyberpunk was gonna be out oh no dad you can't do this to me i love cyberpunk yeah i love i know what you're gonna pick now well yeah when we when we (laughs) when we uh when we did like the the, i I started our post pirate season with Mm. ghost in the shell uh with the intent of doing many other series but with our between mail and other uh life things that that mm. timeline obviously did not work out mm-hmm. and cyberpunk didn't come out then either no, no. um but i have had quite a few things ready um you know so in this case we're going to be traveling to the far future of 1998 <gasps> where uh, a series of uh, large mech suits have been used for construction purposes but also have been used for nefarious purposes mm. and as such a special police division has been created to help combat these giant robot or labor crimes uh-huh. we will be dealing with Pat Labor, the early days, <laughs> otherwise known as the original OVA series. Mm. Patricia Labor. <laughs> I got nothing. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>